This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Wow. Best and brightest, it is a big day for America. Uh, not necessarily a good day, but a big day. And that's why we're here together. Excelsior! Best and brightest, welcome back. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest audience in talk radio. And I will always know that, and it will always be so. one 888 3393 one at J-A-Y underscore thing, S-E-V-E-R-I-N. A big day for America. I didn't say a good one. A big one. And size is generally the issue. I'm sure you will agree. I remember a a very, very cleaver uh, girlfriend. Not a girlfriend, but a girlfriend I had who, and I've had a lot, more than most, uh, I almost use a word there that would be unfortunate. But more than most uh, straight guys with an eye for the ladies, I've had more girl friends, friends, good friends that were girls, than most other uh, deudes that I know. And, sh- and, and, and I once said, <clears throat> I think we were in a group having a drink, and, and I... And I said, you know, jokingly in the group, uh, for one reason or another, I said, well, of course, size doesn't matter. <clears throat> and she she laughed and looked at me and said, size doesn't matter? Who told you that? A guy? <laughs> okay. Big day for America, if size is the issue. And a word about... Due diligence. I think most of us here are acquainted, in general terms, with due diligence. And for those to whom this is a new term or those curious about uh, a more precise definition, due diligence is virtually exclusive to the practice of law. Not, Not the diligence itself, just the term. The only time you hear about due diligence virtually is is when you're talking about somehow about a legal matter. But the the odd thing and the great thing about our system is that due diligence applies everywhere from the Bible to the 
character committee of the your, your local bar association. Due diligence just means Hippocratic Oath. Do no harm. It means do your best job. Do your best job. And, and, and do what is honestly your best job. You know, go that extra mile. Uh, read that extra book. Burn the midnight oil. Uh, uh, cross-examine or uh, depose, rather, that, that extra five witnesses. Due diligence merely means <clears throat> you're going to do everything according to the code of, of conduct of what it is you do. Mothers, stay-at-home moms, stay-at-home dads, for instance, every day in addition to doing the most important uh, job in the world and the most difficult one, and I mean that, I would rather be, you can ask me on my deathbed, and I wouldn't go away for long. If, you're, if you plan to be the one to ask me. Uh, but on my deathbed, you could ask me, okay, here's your choice. You could live life over or not, but here's your choices. You can die now and be remembered as a good father, or you could be president of the United States. I would not waste nor hesitate with my last breath to say, good father, thank you. So the moms and dads pursue due diligence every day. They raise their children, run their homes according to the very best they believe they can do. They put their children first. They put their family first. That's due diligence. But we only hear about it when it's a legal matter, due diligence. But I wanted to expand it slightly to include, for the first time ever, Radio talk show hosts, because believe me, as a breed, radio talk show hosts are not much bothered by attendance to due diligence, are they? Most uh, talk radio hosts are not very smart. Most talk radio audiences are appropriately and in return and correspondingly not very smart. But we're not most hosts or audiences, are we? And so your host today did pursue due diligence in two respects. I've watched every minute of the FBI director, James Comey, emergency hearings about the auto-forgive, autopilot-forgive of Hillary Clinton, which is shameless. And though yesterday I made a devil's advocate argument, no, I offered, I offered a devil's advocate argument as to, you know, is there an argument? Does Comey have an argument? And I said as devil's advocate, yeah, yeah, I, I believe he's got an argument, and here's here's what it is. Now, I don't believe in that argument on balance. I don't mean I stated to you something false or something I didn't believe. I just mean, yeah, there there are lawyers and judges who yesterday and today are are making the argument that I think Comey is is making. But more than ever now, or for the first time, frankly, I believe FBI Director James Comey is a weasel. Or not as smart as 
it appears he is. And I don't think it's the latter. Because he's a wicked smart guy. Wicked smart guy. So that only leaves us with weasel. And that evidence I plan to place before you uh, by and by here in the uh, in the next few moments. But my due diligence was watching every moment of the hearings. And I really don't mean that because I love this stuff. Oh, God. You know, that these are the days I miss being a political consultant, a political advisor, or a working member of the uh, media such that I'd be covering something like this. I, I live for this stuff. What, what a lesson in democracy. What a lesson in public speaking. What a lesson in law. What a lesson in politics. What a quintessentially American lesson than an adversarial hearing featuring the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and a presumably hostile, meaning philosophically hostile, set of questioners, some of whom really know their stuff. Trey Gowdy, though he has disappointed us on occasion, and ironically, for the same reasons, basically, that Comey did, by sticking too technically to the law for our liking. But Trey Gowdy is a monster debater, lawyer. He's my hero. And so, too, uh, joining that category is Jason Chavitz, who is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee today, whom you saw or otherwise know. Uh, brilliant guy, brilliant debater, brilliant lawyer, brilliant politician, Although that last one, I can appreciate that we maybe need to, you know, think twice about. But I really didn't do anything. I'm just telling you, like, good on me. But really, I would have paid you to watch these hearings today. And the other element, the other dimension of due diligence was that starting last evening, I called on the privilege I am proud to have, and that is my personal relationship with Professor Alan Dershowitz, uh, ex officio uh, uh, of the Harvard Law School, uh, a good friend of many years, and uh, my biggest privilege is actually having sat in his classroom. Uh, talk about a lifetime experience. Anyway, Professor Dershowitz is traveling today, and we've been in uh, private contact several times since last evening and it looks like we're not going to get him today we may well get him tomorrow i wanted i so wanted him for you and for us today that's where we are right now and and remind me later to tell you what professor dershowitz's view of james comey of the fbi he has a view of james comey's conduct in this case so far And I'll try to remember this when we come back and make our case on The Blaze. The Jay Severin Show, only on The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. 
okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Jay Severin is back with you, his partners, one 888 Now, uh, I did remember, and <clears throat> what was that again? No, I did remember Professor Dershowitz's view, and uh, we hope to have it from him either during the show today, though, as I say, I don't think we're going to get him today. I hope, I hope tomorrow, but we'll see. Uh, his view, as I understand it, in most brief, is that FBI Director Comey is indeed guilty of unethical behavior vis-a-vis this fact that as a private citizen and in the eyes of the law, Hillary Clinton is no more nor less. In fact, we know that's a different story. In politics, we know that's a different story. But in law, at least theoretically, she's no more nor less than a private citizen, and she is entitled to no more nor any less than you nor I. And Alan Dershowitz, as I understand it, uh, point of view is that you're either indicted or you're not. Any private citizen would be, you're either indicted or you're not. First of all, the FBI director does not hold a press conference to announce that. But, okay, let's put that aside for a moment because, well, how could it, you know, this is an exception in that case. We're talking about someone who may be the next president of the United States. And so you, you say, okay, okay, we'll, 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 let's, let's go ahead and we'll make that exception. Okay, have a press conference. But you don't have a press conference to set to make a case for half an hour listing all of the things this person did that makes her guilty in the eyes of the law, in the eyes of the citizenry. FBI Director Comey made a lengthy public case establishing Hillary Clinton's guilt and then said, but I'm not going to prosecute her. As I understand it, the professor's point of view is that is unethical behavior. You do not go out and small I, lowercase I, indict somebody and create in the public mind that they are guilty of criminal behavior of the worst sort. And then in the next breath say, but she's innocent. That is to say, not guilty. That is to say, there's not even enough to prosecute. That that did her a disservice that you would not do even a private citizen. Consider that uh, a devil's advocate uh, position, if you like. Uh, Consider it your position, if you like. 
consider it mine for the sake of argument. But right now, as I understand it, that is uh, Professor Dershowitz's view. Uh, We hope to get it from the source presently. Now, the hearing today. FBI Director James Comey in front of a congressional committee. Why today? Why the hearing? Why was there a hearing? The FBI Director made his announcement, however correct or flawed it may have been, and then... And then his own party, I mean, in theory, you know, Comey is a Republican, so-called. There's another word for it, shorter than Republican. It also begins with R. Uh, They call a hearing. Why? There are two schools of thought as I see this. Do you, maybe you have another. Two schools of thought. One is... This is part, as I said yesterday and and tweeted, I think probably seven or eight hundred times last night. This is part of the kabuki dance, the rhino kabuki dance. During this last year, Republicans could have been using their influence publicly and privately to keep the heat on this, to push, 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 to remind people to educate the public, to be adversarial, which is their role, their politicians. Be adversarial. Educate the public as to the nature and magnitude of the crimes of which you believe Hillary Clinton guilty. By all means, do that. They did not. They did not because they wanted to play it both ways. Both ways from the middle. So the rhinos said nothing for the last year. They shut up and they used weak rationales like, well, it's a legal matter. It's really not for me to get involved, et cetera, et cetera. They shut up lest they risk exposing themselves to any criticism of any kind. You know, God forbid they should go out and advocate any conservative position or uh, take a shot, legitimate shot, at the, the leading Democrat on the planet. So, so they didn't. They waited and probably hoped for the Justice Department at one level, FBI, or another, Attorney General, to say, nah, we're not going to prosecute. Hillary, Hillary's not, not guilty of anything prosecutable. And then, then they found their outrage, didn't they? All of a sudden, the rhinos found their outrage. Well, this can't be tolerated. What do you mean you're not going to prosecute? Well, we're a harumph. We're going to hold special hearings. Yes, that's what we'll do. That's the only thing we know how to do. Let's hold special hearings. We're going to bring him up there and give him what for. Well, isn't this a perfect little, prissy, perfect little Republican rhino kabuki dance that we have here? That's they waited, they did nothing, and then now they're outraged. So they get to play both sides from the middle. Now, that's a school of thought. 
I don't know if it's a very good school. I think it's certainly an accredited school. I, I don't know if the faculty is top-notch, but it is, it is a legitimate school of thought. What do you think? There is at least one other school of thought, which is going to make you feel a lot better, even if it's a very short hit, even if the high from this is very, very little lasting. I think you're going to want to enroll at the second school of thought, uh, where I'm on the faculty. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, you get paid to think. This is one of those days. The bell is rung. We have to go to the fire. one 888 We must fight the fire. But we get to do it unlike hero firefighters. We get to do it from the relative comfort of wherever we are. But we still have to exercise our second most important muscle, guys, our brains. As for you girls, I admire so many of your muscles that I'm not going to try to rate them or categorize them. But there are two schools of thought, maybe more, two schools of which I'm aware as to why this big hearing today, why the big prom today all of a sudden. School of thought number one, as just stated, is that it's a rhino kabuki dance. It's a way for them to play both sides of the coin and for them to say, hey, hey, we objected. What do you want us to do? The minute we found out that she wasn't going to be prosecuted, we raised a big fuss. And then we went on summer vacation. Screw you. That's not an implausible school of thought. I can tell you that. Here's a second school of thought. That the rhinos may have been intending all along and their hearts and minds were in the place of the first school of thought. But they underestimated, they were mistaken as to the public response to the FBI cutting Hillary loose. Do you know that the first few good public polls are running about 65% of American voters. Now, this is across the board. All voters, all parties, independents, everything else. Virtually 65% on average of voters disagree with James Comey and the FBI. And that means, believe me, they're not... 65% of the Americans can't tell you, if you told them there were 23 justices on the United States Supreme Court, uh, true or false, you 65% of Americans probably say true. Or wait, this is a trick question. No, there are 25, actually. Aren't there? 25? Okay. But it takes a lot for 65% of Americans across the board to agree on anything. 
If it were 51%, it would be a lot. Hell, if it were 45%, it would be a lot. But we're talking about a misreading of public opinion here, such that rhino Republicans probably very quickly got together privately and said, we stepped in a cow pie on this one. And we better we better look like we're doing something about it. But that's still a kabuki dance, right? What distinguishes school of thought number two from school of thought number one? Here's the part you're going to like. Not only in this school of thought do the rhino Republicans recognize they made a terrible error of judgment as to public opinion, voter opinion, on where you want to be on this, cutting Hillary loose, but they now believe, for reasons I'm going to share with you, if you haven't watched the hearings, I've got a bombshell for you, a bombshell. There are reasons that actually came out of a hearing, and I've spent my lifetime, you know, reporting, watching, observing this stuff, and I'm telling you, very rarely does anything ever come out of a hearing because it's so highly scripted. Both sides know what's going to be asked. Both sides know what's going to be answered, and and it's a kabuki dance, but not today. There was actual fruitful testimony, shocking testimony, that this committee hearing produced today, which, again, I'll share with you in a moment. And so the second school of thought holds that why a hearing today? Because the Republicans, who may have not at breakfast this morning thought they were going to do anything other than their kabuki dance, as a result of the last several hours of testimony by James Comey, they now recognize that the outrage about Hillary being cut loose whereas you and I would be in prison, the outrage about this is going to go up 15 points overnight across the country. And therefore, the Republican rhinos who may have had breakfast this morning saying, we'll just go out and do our war dance and then we'll go on vacation. Now, as a result of facts revealed moments before this show went to air today, As I said, I've watched every moment of the testimony, taken notes. As a result of the testimony, the way it's supposed to work, by the way, as a result of the questions and answers for which nobody had a chance to prepare and do choreography. This was not choreographed today. This was not your usual kabuki dance. And as a result of testimony, school of thought number two says, well, the Republicans are not just going to jump up and down. They're, they're maybe going to try and turn this decision around. Don't forget, James Comey is an appointed official. And if he becomes a political liability, and 65% for openers is one heck of a liability. But James Comey is a political appointee. He, he is fungible. He is replaceable also if this goes up if the numbers of people in the democrat party go up 
and they're already up, that say that Hillary ought to have been prosecuted. Not that she's absolutely guilty, but that they absolutely should have proceeded with prosecution. School of thought number two says, we're not just going to jump up and down. We're going to try to reverse Comey's decision. After all, what has happened so far is what? Is the director of the FBI has said, I don't intend to recommend to the attorney general's office, my boss, I don't intend to recommend to the attorney general the prosecution of Hillary Clinton. Okay. Now, generally, that's a done deal, and it may now be a done deal. But, but, and we are talking about Hillary, so you got to include but. A lot of but. That's a lot of but. Okay, I'll just limit mine to the buts uh, hitherto issued, except this one. But that can be reversed. I mean, the, he's, James Comey doesn't make the final decision. The way things work politically, he does, but that's technically not the final word. The Attorney General of the United States is. Now, I know the Attorney General of the United States is a puppet, a pawn, Loretta Lynch in the pocket of Barack Obama. You know, so we all know where that is. We all know what's up with that, right? But. If there is true and sustained public outrage about this, and if Republicans can safely, politically safely, have cover in this, if they have political cover and they could say, well, look, I was going to let the process take its course and not say anything, but now the facts are different. So now I have a different opinion. Well, let me tell you what happened just moments before we went to air here. This is the aforementioned bombshell. There are two of them. I'm going to do them real quick to get them in before this break. I'm not going to tease you with them. Question to James Comey. Did Hillary Clinton at any point in this process commit perjury? Comey says, I think that's possible. Follow-up question. What? Hillary Clinton committed felonious perjury? Under oath? She lied under oath? Well, that's uh, possible. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm telescoping this. I, I'm truncating this to, to get it in in time. We'll have more time to talk about it at length. Bombshell, I won't call it number two. The twin bombshell, and this, frankly, is when I decided James Comey is a weasel. This is when I decided that James Comey did, in my opinion, get something. He got a promise. He got a job. He got an unchallenged shot at the governorship of his state or the next Senate seat in his state or a seat on the United States Supreme Court. As I said yesterday, what did Jim get? Well... Now I'm, I personally am sure that Jim got something. The question is fun to debate, and let's, what did he get? But here is the twin bombshell, and why I think Comey is a weasel. The chairman of the committee, Jason Chavitz, said to Director Comey, 
Did Hillary lie to you? Comey. No. Chavitz. Did you ask her about, did you include in your questioning of Hillary Clinton, this is like 30,000 man hours, right? Two years of investigation. And and what do they come out with? They come out with a three-hour Saturday morning brunch where they question her. Chaffetz said, did you question her about her testimony, her sworn under oath testimony to this committee? which is full of contradictory statements. Did you ask her about those? Comey, no. No. What? What? Let me ask you again. When you questioned Hillary Clinton, you did not ask her under oath about all of the contradictions that she swore under oath in her appearances before Congress. You did not include that in your questions? FBI Director Comey, no, I did not. Uh, Chairman Chaffetz, why on earth not? Comey's answer and what it means, straight ahead. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Partners, Hillary Clinton, here's your headline. Hillary Clinton's what they call legal exposure. The status of her legal exposure changed since breakfast this morning. FBI Director Comey dropped two bombshells as a result of superb questioning by other lawyers, which makes sense. And you could tell, you could listen to the lawyers and non-lawyers. There are a few on the committee. And I can't even listen to the non-lawyers. They can't frame a sentence. They can't frame a question. And you listen to the lawyers, especially former prosecutors. And it's like, bip, bap, bing, zip, in on the target, yes or no. In any case, her legal status has changed since breakfast because FBI Director Comey has admitted in various forms, that Hillary Clinton lied. And that is going to be a big headline. Whether or not she perjured herself, felony perjury. Gee, wait, doesn't Hillary Clinton know another Clinton that committed felony perjury and was impeached because of it? Let me see. I seem to recall a bastard impeached the first ever elected president of the United States ever to be impeached. I just, his name would just come to me. The second bombshell that FBI Director Comey dropped today was that he never questioned her about her most glaring lies, which were told evidently to Congress while under oath about this recently. And and they said, you didn't ask her about this? And, and Comey said, no. And they said, why not? 
And Comey said, and again, this is where I, from now on, he's a weasel as far as I'm concerned. He's a brilliant guy, but he's a brilliant weasel. He said, oh, well, I need a congressional referral to do that. See, I can't generate. I didn't have that in front of me. That was not part of my evidence. We didn't have that testimony. And you could see Jason Chavitz and others were incredulous. They said, what do you mean you didn't have it? What do you mean you didn't? The world knows it. You know, what do you mean you didn't have it? And he goes, well, no, that's not the same. See, I need a congressional referral. I need a formal congressional referral from a committee, say like yours, before which she testified. I need a referral that says here is here physically is her testimony. Here's a record of the proceedings. And we are directing you. The Congress of the United States is directing you to question her on these. He said, I didn't have that. The reason he's a weasel, my dear friends, is he never asked for it. Never asked for it so he could leave it out of the questioning, out of the record. You know what Jason Chavitz said, though? He said, Mr. Director, you'll have one. You'll have your congressional referral before the end of today. That changes everything. Potentially. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Some delicious questions and maybe answers. That part's up to you, Excelsior. Welcome back. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest in radio. How appropriate we are together. one 888 Did I say modest and best? one 888 Big day for America. Is it a good day or just a big day? We don't know yet because some blessed Luddite has thrown a wrench not a monkey wrench, just a wrench, into the works at the factory. And things have blown up. Maybe, but probably. This case against Hillary Clinton is a different case today at 4.06 and 56 Eastern Time than it was at breakfast this morning. Now, let me quickly say, uh, because Scott's on the phone, and I want to go there, but I want to say these two things. There are two profound questions which we have somewhat touched on and and will needfully be part of our discussion as we go along here. Question number one is, why is Comey taking this bullet? Have you wondered about that? Why is James Comey taking this bullet? Given the evidence which he himself presented, 
that we all believed the next sentence was of which was going to be, therefore, I am recommending to the attorney general that we indict and prosecute Hillary Clinton under U.S. 18, you know, 17.9F, whatever it is. Why is Comey taking this bullet? Could he have not, for himself, more easily gone out there and said what he said, and then the second paragraph, so to speak, would be what I just said. Therefore, we're going to prosecute Hillary Clinton. And then dump this on the attorney general. It's her job. She's the boss. He's a Republican. Wouldn't the play here be to come out and say, you know, we have honestly and in a nonpartisan fashion considered the evidence uh, and, and, and done this according to all of the rules and mores of jurisprudence. And I must say, for these reasons, which he's already articulated, for these reasons, we must prosecute her. Because there is certainly, I'm not telling you she's guilty, but I'm telling you for the reasons just aforesaid, that there is no question that there is enough doubt. There's enough evidence here for a reasonable man acting prudently to wonder whether she has violated the law. Therefore, we must prosecute, not to find her guilty, but to find the truth. And however much of that Comey believes or doesn't believe, you go out, you say it, and you hand it off. It's a hot potato, but so what? That's what politics is. Comey comes out and dumps it in the lap of the Attorney General And, of course, that means into Obama's lap. Here, I I don't want this. To the extent I want it, I think she's guilty. And we must prosecute her. Here you go. And dump the whole steaming load of it, the whole steaming, stinking mess in Loretta Lynch's, right on top of her desk, and automatically, therefore, on Obama's. And say, okay. Okay, bud, I, we're, we're going to Nantucket. Have a nice summer. My job is done here. Why is he taking this bullet at his level instead of doing the politically smart thing for him? And the reason I believe is because he's a weasel and he's done the Comey thing. I believe he's done the smart thing for Jim Comey. And that is he on the phone or in person or somewhere, said to Barack Obama, you know, I can go either way on this. What I want is the Senate seat in my state. I want the governorship of my state, uncontested, fully funded. uh, Or I want a seat on the United States Supreme Court. And I want it in blood. Or I'll tell everything. That's the play. And I think that's the play he made. That's the immoral play that I think he made. Second question. Is this now a whole new case? I believe it might be. Because of the congressional testimony that, don't don't forget, all the biggest lies that Hillary told were under oath to congressional committees. 
And now we learn that the FBI never read or looked at or questioned her about any of that. This is another reason Comey is, in my view, a weasel. Because he said, well, no one ever came over and handed it to me with a directive from the Congress saying you need to look at this. There is nothing that's, this is idiotic. The first week law school students know this. There is nothing, there is no obstacle for the FBI if they are investigating a case like this, pondering uh, the pros and cons of a prosecution. There is nothing stopping them from asking for all relevant public testimony and all relative private testimony it's the world is their oyster they can ask for anything and if they don't get it they can subpoena it and everything else they want this was a case of james comey not wanting to ask the congress for this you put these building blocks together from today and you see an fbi director that everyone saw as a paragon of virtue and as far as i'm concerned There is a parallel universe here, and just as guilty as Hillary is, in my view, and just as substantial as the evidence is that Hillary is guilty as sin, as usual, so is James Comey, Uh, in my view. James Comey conducted a ipso facto shoddy, I'm just learning now from you guys, uh, Wolf and Chris and a couple other people have told me I did. I don't know how I didn't know this that that Hillary Clinton during her brunch with the FBI, thirty thousand man hours of work over a year and a half, and at the end they question her for three hours on a Saturday morning, and then they decide two days later. Are you kidding me? But I'm just learning. I mean, if it's true that they didn't place Hillary Clinton under oath Saturday morning. They just talked to her. They just had brunch. Okay, I think this might be a whole new case. And all you need to know about that is when Jason Chavitz and the Congress, unless they back out, I don't even want to think about that. But if when the Congress now sends over to Comey's office... 175 boxes of testimony wherein Hillary Clinton clearly perjures herself, lies under oath. Does that influence Comey's decision as to maybe reconsidering his opinion about prosecuting her? Oh, yeah, I think maybe whether or not he likes it, and he won't, whether or not he likes it, if he gets dumped on him, proof, proof, in full public view, that Hillary Clinton, like another Clinton, I know, I just can't remember his bastard name, but if 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 it turns out that she committed felony perjury, oh, oh, how delicious if history were to repeat herself. This is Jay Severin. Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network.
The Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Wolf brought up a point that I mentioned fleetingly or earlier, and it deserves more attention. Uh, but it, here I'm going to give it 30 seconds. We'll come back to it. Though intent is manifestly not necessary. The demonstration of intent. There would never be any white-collar criminals ever, ever. You could never convict a white-collar criminal of fraud ever. A banker, Wall Street guy, any of those guys ever in history, none of them would be in jail. And all of them would be doing what they were, you know, in jail for because there'd be no law. You couldn't prosecute them if you had to show intent. No one can prove intent. If you're prosecuting a bank robber, then you have the guy sticking the gun in the teller's face and the the, the tape, you know, the camera, and you could show here he is, here he is taking the money, so I think we can establish intent. He intended to take the money. White-collar crime? Well, I was really, I was going to give it to the to the Boys and Girls Club. I really didn't mean, I really didn't mean to cheat on my taxes. I really didn't mean to, are you kidding me? Intent cannot be part of a law like this. Yes, I was a spy. I admit it. Because short of that, you don't have a case if you need intent. That's the reason intent needn't be proved. What need be proved is negligence. And P.S. P.S. If intent were required, everything, everything Clinton did, concealment of evidence, mass destruction of evidence, 30,000 emails named and subpoenaed by the court, destroyed, concealment, mass evidence destruction, failure to preserve and provide evidence. These are all the legal definition of intent she's guilty by every conceivable standard scott stop me or we won't be speaking until next thursday (laughs) take a breath jay it's all good but i'm with you Uh, Uh, i I normally don't call twice uh, in a seven-day period but i couldn't help but you're you're always welcome except when you're when you ain't all right. So, yes, good afternoon. And um, much like you, I listened to all of Director Comey's testimony with, to be uh, full disclosure, I missed the last 20 minutes as I went to jump in the pool before I called you. Um, oh, fresh. Okay, we all hate you now. All right, we all right. hate you now. But wasn't wasn't yeah. the, I mean, it, I mean Comey is, was impressive. He's a bright, very bright guy. And I no thought doubt. it was very, whether or not you like him, you know, believe him. I thought he was exceptionally impressive uh, as as a witness. I mean, that takes a lot of skill. And but I found equally impressive the uh, precision, the surgical questioning of good questioners. A lot of them were lousy questioners, but uh, but several of them were surgeons. I would agree. And as well as he did on the stand, if I could use that term, because that's what it seemed like to me, a cross-examination. Well, it was direct and cross-examination. He was essentially getting a break every five minutes because it seemed to me the pattern was a Republican would ask a question. Well, at least, you know what I mean, an R next to the name. Well, those are the rules. Those are the rules. Okay, interesting. The chair recognizes. Yeah, the rules are, the precedent tradition is, the chair recognizes alternating party members for five minutes of the at least the first round 
as it should be, right? Of course, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah. how it ought to yeah. be. But um, so, like I said, as impressive as he was, he did get a break every five minutes and get thrown a wiffle ball. You know what I mean? Where they were just basically yeah. agreeing. It's like a courtroom. He got direct testimony and then cross back and forth every right. five minutes. And kind of what made me sick was that he was more comfortable that, that our guy, <laughs> the guy who was supposed to be our guy, was more comfortable with the Democrats. Mm. That every time a Democrat got right, pushed the button and got to speak, he would internally say, OK, now I get to cruise. He is truly a rhino, and I know anyone who's listening already knows this, but I know personally a couple of my friends are listening in today. I told them I was calling. I don't know that they know the term, which means Republican in name only, meaning, yes, they have an R next to their name, but they don't vote like one. They don't act like one. So that's rhino. Okay, just in case Thank someone didn't know. Refreshment, yes. Um, what I found disturbing about today is I think most people think um, Director Comey was deciding, or not when he gave his decision yesterday or the day before, whatever. What people think he was bringing down a verdict, he was not. What makes it really disturbing is all he had to do is bring it to a grand jury. A lot of people don't realize what a grand jury is. That, that, that's not convicting. All you're saying is there's enough evidence to proceed to trial where the burden will be on the prosecution to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And the fact that he isn't even willing to bring it to a grand jury is what sets off red flags, corruption, bribe. That's the problem. Are you kidding me? Uh, you can't put it in front of a grand jury to at least hear the evidence and decide whether or not not to convict but to proceed to a criminal trial where a jury ever appears. I agree with you, but the bombshell for me, the number one bombshell, was, uh, and on reflection, there are going to be several, but the number one for me was when Chaffet said to him, did you, when you questioned her, did you include the material? Well, he actually said, did Hillary Clinton lie to the FBI? Comey says no. And he said, okay, did she lie to Congress under oath? Comey said, I don't know. And Chaffet said, what do you mean you don't know? What what do you mean you don't know? Surely you considered the relevant testimony that she offered under oath as to the facts of this case when you, you know, in your, in your deliberations. No, no, we didn't. And, and then, you know, I've talked about the rest, but, but now he's going to have a congressional referral uh, before dinner time, and mm. that may make it a new case. Yeah, I mean, talk about the poli- the political landscape was already very interesting, and it it just got a lot more interesting. I mean, wow, yeah. what what a year yeah. between Trump, Hillary. I mean, where do we go? Jay, let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible that um, Director Comey could be prosecuted for obstruction of justice if facts come to be true that he otherwise stepped on, hid, or? Contributed uh, contributed to the hidden. You know what I'm trying to say. You know, is it possible, or am I pushing it here? Is it possible? Is it possible? Everything's possible. Well, what, I guess, what's right? the realm of possibility? If you could tell me, it, uh, now I'll ask you a question. If you can answer this question, I'll answer yours. Quid pro quo. Uh, can one billion angels fit on the head of a pin? 
it's is possible, possible, but not likely. It's possible, it's possible but, All right. but not likely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then, then it's possible. Then, then now that I know what we're talking about, it's possible that the director of the FBI will be prosec- could be prosecuted. Yeah. All right. Well, please uh, let me withdraw and rephrase. Is it likely that he will be prosecuted? I think we all know the answer here to this. Question, Utterly, but. it's wild, wildly implausible. And everything is being exposed right now, just to corrupt. I think the average American who never even picks up a newspaper and just, you know, I vote D or I vote, they're actually going, wait a minute, what the heck is going on here? Uh, do I, I dare say it might be the most important point, maybe without, no, maybe without knowing it, not, not to be insolent here. Uh, you know I love you and respect you. But the most important point here really at the end of the day is, how does this affect Donald Trump? How does this affect whether or not Trump beats Clinton? Because that's the only thing that anything means in the civic circus. Moximus right now. And when people don't care about politics, and I've got one in my family today came home and said, what is this blank about Hillary Clinton being (laughs) not prosecuted? Are you you kidding me? You know, she's innocent. Most people look at that. And and what does that contribute to, Scott? It contributes to the phenomenon that has made Donald Trump possible, right? It's the gasoline that you put in the engine called Trump. It's people's increasingly angry disaffection with the system. Um, So, Scott, I've got a bump on the satellite here, but please hang if you wish to. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Best and brightest, as you may well imagine, I had to beg, beg, I say, Scott, to hold on for another segment. But given my persuasive powers and his charity, uh, we were able to reach a negotiated settlement that he would hold. And uh, Scott, welcome back. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me back for another segment. <laughs> let's get, as you call, inside baseball here for a second. Yes. Uh, let's yes. talk politics. I know it seems like a redundancy in light of today's events, but let's think for a second here. What if Hillary did get indicted? What would that mean? That would mean she probably would be forced to drop out of the race, most likely either Bernie or, in my opinion, that. Bernie or, in my opinion, Biden would have stepped up. And I don't think Trump fares as well against those two quote-unquote clean candidates as he does against Hillary's dirty, you know, don't get me stuff, fill in the blanks. So right. selfishly, you, you if, if we're looking up there, you make two points uh, uh, with which I agree uh, of the second. But as to the first, this is a Clinton we're talking about. You know, is just take back, take it back a step. Think about impeached bastard Bill Clinton. Think about everything that he went through, the barrage of fire, impeachment, 
you know, the threat of becoming the first elected president of the United States in American history ever to be impeached, which which risk he took and which, in fact, he is as a result. But he never, ever, ever gave up. And now he's like this beloved statesman. Given the Clinton DNA, political DNA, and given fairly recent history, Scott, I think that Hillary Clinton would hang in there and turn this into a, you know, it's a vast right-wing conspiracy. Duh. Well, as they say, truth is stranger than fiction. Could you imagine if she actually did get indicted and she won the White House? Would have a president you know, getting arrested in the White House? Getting, uh, it would, you would hope she would drop out. You would, one would hope. But, yeah. I mean, and come I on. Don't realize, I don't know if people realize, Scott, the vast <laughs> distinction uh, difference it makes whether or not she were president. Because people say, well, well like, like what you just said, and we, we think about it, we consider it, but what, what we, I think, forget is that there is presidential privilege and the enormous weight, well, of Hillary, of course, but mm-hmm. no, the enormous weight that, uh, of respect and deference that is shown to the executive branch, legally and otherwise, once you're president, be- believe me, the last thing they're worried about is legal action or political problems that are after True. her election. If she mm. gets elected, there's no way in the world, you know, there's no way in the world anything happens to her once she's elected. And this is how they've played it their whole lives. Just drag the dead body, drag the dead horse over the finish line, you know, and we'll <laughs> be fine. And that's that's what they're shooting for. It, I mean, it, it is. It's unbelievable. And what scares me is that half the country, hopefully less than half, well, popular vote doesn't matter, but with respect to that, through our college. 49.9999. Yeah, I mean, how, in light of what's happened, half the country is still pro-Hillary. I mean, that just speaks not, do I dare say, that speaks not for Hillary's default, but for the ignorance and stupidity of the average American. It, it's mind-blowing. Scott, if you are I, the fourth generation of your family, to be in the family business, which business is to go out to the mailbox on the first of every month and open an envelope from the United States government and the state government and maybe 30 or 40 other programs. And they're all checks made out in your name. And I tell you, look, as all the ward politicians do, as they do in the black churches every Sunday, as they do in all places, partisan places, left, right, in between, they make their case. And in the case of the Democrats in this country, uh, the majority of Democrats are takers, not makers. And given the proposition, you leave this to me, but just know this. If Hillary loses, those checks stop. The election is decided for that person the election may not be decided but the vote of that person is decided sure that, that was the, brings me back to earlier the testimony today you know that the half at least half the democrats are in there and as they're questioning him after they're done questioning uh, director comey they must have been sitting there going this is absurd but but i have to go along with it because i want to you know promote my own self-interest my own sure. career they must uh, anybody with comments 
anybody with common sense knows this. I mean, it's becoming a circus. This is a comedy show. I don't know what the heck makes the Clinton so special. If her last name was anything, anyone else, it, it, come on. Like I said earlier, it, it at least goes to a grand jury. Comey doesn't have to. He, well, he not does he not only. Well, Jim, why is he he's taking not this allowed to convict her. Bring it to a grand jury. Let's use our political system, our justice system. But why certainly there's enough evidence. Why didn't he? Yes, right. There we go. What it, it, to me, it uh, illustrates the power of the Clinton machine, which is scary. And we've come full circle. Hence, Trump is going to win the election in November. Mark my words. Man, and I, I think it's, you know, it, I, it, I hope so. But I want to say for any of us who watched a substantial portion. And in this case, I would say that means anything longer than 90 seconds. I was going to say Trump's, five minutes. Of Trump's speech last night, which I know Fox and uh, uh, CNN went live with, and they left it on for at least an hour. Uh, and it was at, well, like, what, six o'clock? Because I knew it ran through. I watch Special Report on Fox every night. I know it ran through that, uh, virtually all through it, or all, mostly through it. And it was Trump off the teleprompter and fully caffeinated. And my child bride and I kept looking at each other and alternating between these horrid thoughts about the end of the world or or maybe it's better, you know, to try Trump. But we agreed that this is not a well man and and that voting for him or him as president is a much bigger roll of the dice than most sane people realize. And I, I, I finally reached, I couldn't resist anymore, Scott, the reasonable man standard, the reasonable man acting prudently, watched Donald Trump last night for an hour, and I said, this is not a well man. And I, yeah, but again, you know, Jay, I knew who I was voting for for president the day Hillary announced her candidacy. I'm, I'm like her opponent. Me too. Uh, we, yep. And you've discussed this before. I mean, when we vote in November 8th, we're not in there voting for Trump, but we are we are circling it with a highlighter, anti-Hillary. Like, yes, whoever. No, absolutely. Mouth, absolutely. You know? I'm just suggesting that an unavoidable, and I don't want to weaken the Trump candidacy because I, right, want, yeah, him right? I want him to win. I mean, it's it's either him or Hillary. Therefore, I want him to win. If it was Donald Duck, you know, I want Donald Duck to win. But uh, <laughs> but. But it does behoove us as thinking people to admit, Agreed. at least between us, you know, among ourselves, that this man is not entirely well and that, no. the, the, that this is a roll of the dice. This guy could turn out to be, um, you know, Thomas Jefferson or he could turn out to be, you know, Thomas Mass Murderer. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, I mean, I, Jay, yeah. well, guess what? I have a good answer for you there. Thank God for our founding fathers and the framers of the Constitution and the checks and balances lied within. So he's not going to be able to get that out of line. We're not hiring a dictator. So, yeah, and he's going to have a good cabinet. And I think he's going to appoint some good justices, which ultimately is what really matters. Yes. That's, in yes. my opinion, the most See, important I'm thing. With you. If we yeah. can avoid catastrophe and that that is to say, if we can avoid war or economic calamity, and his is a let's just take take it one term at a time. Let's not get greedy here. Let's assuming uh, you know absent economic calamity or war 
or uh, the, you know the pox that that he has a fairly uneventful first term in which to practice Trumpism, then I think we've got a better than fifty fifty shot that he could rejuvenate this country and be a mir- like a miracle. Uh, what I worry about is if we do if if God forbid we do face some form of calamity. That's what I'm not so sure of. And I just wanted to throw this in to get your opinion. Ann Coulter uh, re-raised. Love her. And, and I love Ann Coulter. Very thoughtfully. Me, me, me too, although not as directly as I had once hoped. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> I opened for her uh, on several occasions, but but that was it, I'm afraid. Uh, in any case, uh, she wrote an article. I only know about this because Rush talked about it earlier today uh, Ann Coulter wrote an article which I'm going to read after the show which uh, apparently uh, 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 lectures Donald Trump I, I don't mean that in 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 a, in, in a uh, critical way but she apparently kind of lectures Donald Trump in her first public disagreement with him and says don't you dare go out and elect an establishment I'm sorry choose an establishment Republican to be your running mate, because I'm telling you here and now, this is Anne speaking. I'm trying to channel her because it's probably as close to her inner soul as I'm going to get. Uh, I mean, I couldn't even get through the raincoat. So, I mean, you know, um, so this is Anne speaking. If you do that, the Republicans will, this movement, which we haven't talked about today. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. Wall Street Journal editorial today, Scott. The movement to uh, sabotage Trump at the convention is hot. It's happening. It's hot. It's real. Mm. It Define may sabotage, not... please. What, uh, excuse me, interruption, Jay. I'm sorry, but what, what does she mean right. by sabotage? No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I yield to the gentleman on the question. Uh, there, what's afoot is they are the rules committee in this theory – in this in this scenario, rules committee is going to suspend and uh, re-adjudicate the rules for first ballot, and it's called free the delegates. Don't you love that? Free wow. the delegates, and it is what it says. They are going to re-adjudicate the rules appertaining to the first ballot vote of all delegates, and they are going to. They intend to. Uh, under the scenario, release all Republican delegates, i.e., turn them all into super delegates, like you know, wow. the Democrats virtually have. Yeah. And and the bottom line is, what they want to do, this movement wants to release all Republican delegates, all of them, from any obligation on their first ballot vote. And they believe, I am told, that if they can do this, if they can manage the rules change, then they can almost surely deny Donald Trump a first ballot victory and therefore the nomination. I got to jump. Stay if you can. Right back. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.
Afternoon Show. So, uh, before we jump back to Scott for our last couple of minutes, I just, uh, based on our conversation with Scott and of the last hour, I just wanted to get this out because we won't have time to talk about it till tomorrow. So I said on Twitter, up tomorrow, but please consider now, between now and then, number one, plan proceeds to dump Trump at convention. Number two, Ann Coulter, uh, apparently, and I'm getting this from Rush, I haven't read the article yet, uh, uh, Ann Coulter says to Trump, I always agree with you, I love you, but if you pick a rhino running mate, the rhinos will impeach you year one for him. They'll replace you with him. Therefore, you got to go out and select someone that everyone says, well, I don't love Trump, but yee, not the other guy. Scott, we got like a minute and a half. Go. Okay, cool. Uh, real quick, I'm going to comment on uh, Trump and the GOP potential removal of him, which, oh, my Lord, right. there's going to be a revolution if that happens. Um, before I yeah, like the out, mass though, resignations at the FBI if Comey doesn't I mean, Trump- uh, recommend uh, prosecution. Where's that? Yeah, well, yeah. Welcome to American politics today. Well, it's agreed. I just can't imagine. And I would like to think Trump has, um, what's the word? Not rebuttal. He has, you know, yeah, balls to fight back if that happens at the convention. In closing on my call, Jay, you'll get a quick out of this. Do you remember a a news story about a week ago? There was a uh, suicide bomber in Iraq. I found this hysterical. And they said suicide bomber in Iraq only kills himself. And I said, wow, we need more suicide (laughs) We need more suicide bombers like that. I'm for those suicide bombers. You know, I so agree I got to kick out of that. Because what they really are is homicide bombers. Yes, they are. But to only take themselves this... out is thumbs up. Yeah, you know? that's a suicide bomber. No, I'm all for that. I'm uh, all for I suicide see. bombers. You know, get <laughs> yeah. get bombed. You know, as the Rat Pack may have said, but you know, only bomb yourself. That's fine with me. Scott, right, I'm, I'm uh, grateful to you for your uh, questions, uh, testimony, complaints, uh, and other bon mot, such as you always bring to the show. I must now uh, withdraw and start preparing to be worthy of you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. It could be a new ball game. This could be a new case against Hillary. It for sure is going to be the Civic Circus Maximus on acid. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.